And welcome to the State of Union Who Gives a Hoot podcast. Luke, Patrick, Tyler, the best full name in the business, and Pierce here with you with a special podcast for you about what happened today. All 13 signings with the coach. Luke, how do you think that interview went? I'm going to say that this is probably our most informative today. Oh my gosh. By far. So far. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had, personally, I don't know about you, but I had chills all throughout the interview about how excited he is for this team. Holy cow. If you're not excited after this interview, I'm shocked. I'm so a little too sleep deprived from not being able to sleep <laughs> last night uh, in anticipation. Yes. So, uh, the, didn't quite have the chills, but I am beyond stoked uh, at everything he said. Uh, I'm super excited. I'm very excited to see what you guys think. Coach broke down every single player. That's right. All 13 players. He broke down each one of them. So make sure you listen and uh, make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, and then download. Steal somebody's phone, resubscribe, unsubscribe, and then resubscribe. And uh, let's get on with the interview. We would like to welcome on to today's podcast head coach and manager of Union Omaha, Jay Mims. Jay, how are you doing today? I'm doing busy. Busy? That's what I'm doing. I'm doing doing busy. 13 yes. signings today. I mean, how? What's that been like for you? Uh, no, ser- I'm all serious. It's been a uh, it's been a fun day. It's been it's been uh, obviously in the works for a while, and you know, you know Gary hired me back in. Back in April, so it's been uh, it's been a long time coming, and it's uh, it's really cool to see it kind of come to fruition today for for the you know not just myself but for the for the club for the fans for people out there that uh, obviously care. It's been it's been pretty cool because it just obviously it's a lot of work, it's a lot of time. It's you know it's not just me; it's a lot of people uh, you know behind the scenes doing a lot of stuff to get this done. And I thought it was uh, wonderfully laid out, and uh, you know we've had great feedback, and it's been been a fun day for the club. So, Coach, I mean, when it comes to all 13 of these players, I mean, what's that, what has that buildup been like? I mean, what is that, where did it start? How did you guys get here? I mean, talk a little bit about, about that process. Yeah, I think it starts first with a, you know, a vision of, you know, what, what, we, what we want and what we're looking for. Um, and obviously, you know, it's a very uh, broad term, you know, vision. Um, but when you trying to start something from scratch, uh, you know, start a business from, from startup, it's, uh, it, it takes a lot of planning, but it, it takes, a, it takes vision. And so for, for me, I mean, I've been dreaming of this for a long time. Obviously I left, uh, you know, left Omaha to go to Salt Lake to get into professional soccer cause we didn't have it here. And so for me to, you know, get into professional soccer into a city that I call home and I love, you know, it's, it's been something I've, I've thought about for a long time. So it's just kind of putting all that stuff in my head I've had for, you know, the last 20 years, you know, on a computer and in a PowerPoint and basically, you know, kind of spelling out, here's what we want. And so once we, once I kind of identified what we're looking for, you know, in our club and in our culture and, and uh, it was a lot easier. And obviously a big part of our club and a big part of our culture are the players. And so that, that's, that's the fun part to, you know, kind of lay out what we want, what we're looking for. Um, how we're looking for it, when, why, and just go through that whole process of, uh, you know, over the last eight, nine months. So to, to come where we are now, it, it's neat. But it is a long time coming for us to get there and, and, and to lay everything out and to, you know, one by one kind of pick up some of these guys. Now, 
Jay, this is not the first time you've started a program from scratch. Uh, you went to UNO as their first ever men's soccer head coach, uh, started that program from scratch at a collegiate level, obviously left for RSL's system, which is a very well-established, very storied uh, academy and farm system. Coming back here and coming back to Omaha, starting another thing entirely from scratch that has become this beautiful team of you in Omaha. How does that compare to your uh, time at UNO starting collegiate program versus a professional program? Yeah, a lot of uh, similar memories coming back. Um, <laughs> some, some good, <laughs> some good, some bad. Um, oh gosh, yeah. You know, but I was, I was blessed. I'll tell you what, I, at UNO I was blessed because uh, uh, one of my bosses there was a gentleman named Mike Kemp. And Mike Kemp was the, the kind of one of the you know people responsible for bringing uh, hockey to uh, to Omaha and to UNO, and he started a program from scratch. So I was really uh, you know set up well to come into that environment to UNO to start a soccer team, as you mentioned, and uh, to have a someone on my shoulder every single day. That when I I remember those days of coming into his office and just kind of you know very upset or very um, just you know anxiety or stressed out and he would always just have you know a smile on his face and just laugh and I was just I never you know at first I'm like how can you laugh or how is this funny or you know but then some of it was a relief for me like thinking it god this was you know I'm in terrible shape or this is bad or I, I can't man it's gonna be hard to talk about this and he would always comfort me and just be like you know what Jay seen it done it, seen it, done it. and so to have that going through that process at UNO it really helped. Uh, it helped me um, through that process, knowing that I had someone right behind me that was loyal and that was, uh, you know, going to give me direction and assistance and guidance as much as I wanted. You know, he wasn't a micromanager and he wasn't, you know, over my shoulder all the time. But I knew if I ever needed something, I could always go into Mike and be like, Mike, I know obviously, you know, this has probably happened to you. What did you do here? And he was always very great about, um, you know, what Jay. Here's what you know I did in this situation, but you know what, you know, we're going to support you in whatever decision you make. And, and that was, you know, everything from a, from a culture standpoint to a, you know, a technical standpoint of, you know, the players to, a, a, you know, academics, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, it was fundraising to supporters, to fans, to, to stadium planning, it, all that stuff. It was great. And then obviously, you know, even prior to that, you know, working with Bob Warming for so many years and Bob starting the Creighton men's program from scratch, uh, you know, it's incredible to have two people like that. Bob means so much to me, and I could go on and on with you know about him. But but to have Bob and have Mike and and learn from those guys about starting, you know, one of them starting a very successful collegiate hockey program, and one of them starting a very successful collegiate soccer program, and both be in this city, and for now me to come back and do it at the professional level for soccer here, that's helped me. Uh, it's helped me, you know, go through this process and really know that because it, it is a lot of work and it's a lot of time and it's a lot of effort. But that's helped me in this process of really going forward uh, how to do things and what's, you know, when you take some steps, you're going to take steps forward and then you're going to take steps backwards and then you're going to go forward and you're going to go backwards. And so I think having that process of what I did has really helped me in a way do that. And I have great people behind me too here now supporting me with, uh, you know, uh, you know Gary Green and Larry Botel and, and Marty Cordero and Matt and those those guys are uh, they've been great uh, support system. But it's it's uh, 
yeah, that, that's that's been comforting for me knowing that I've done this before. And granted, at a college level, yep. but at the same thing, same time, it's a uh, you're building a culture, yep. and mm-hmm. that's the most important. When I talk to these agents, when I talk to these uh, you know college coaches, and I talk to all these people that are trying to you know professional coaches sell me players. It's I always want to look at off the field first, and because I know how important that was in the process that I did it. Um, and again, back to Mike and Trev, letting me do it how, how I want to do it at UNL. Uh, I always look back to that, and I do a lot of homework of off the field. It doesn't mean I'm going to be 100% on character and really not, you know, miss or you know, and, and be perfect. I'm sure we'll I'll make mistakes as I go through this, but I have really taken my time on this process and. You know, I'm, I'm talking that 28-year-olds under 14 club coach. They're club coach at U14. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And so, you know, I'm talking to a U14 club coach, and I'm asking about a 27-year-old now. It's, uh, it's they're like, oh, my gosh, yeah, so-and-so, yeah, he's doing great. What was he like as a, you know, as a 14-year-old player? You know, what was he like on the field? What was he like off the field? Did he miss yeah. training a lot? Did he make training a lot? Is he committed? Did he play other sports? How, you know, what was he like? Was he an athlete back then? Was he a good soccer player? Um, you know, what was his competitiveness like? Because mm-hmm. a lot of the things that I'm, I look for in players, to me, are, are innate. They're, they're very, uh, it, you can't teach, I can't teach a 25-year-old how to be competitive. Mm-hmm. And that's important to me when I'm building this culture. I can't teach a 24-year-old to be, you know, physically and mentally tough. That, that doesn't just, like, happen. And so, for me, usually, that's usually how you grow up. And it's usually your circumstances. Sometimes it's related to on the field, sometimes off the field. But usually it's how you grow up. And so, by age 14, 15, I mean, you have a pretty good idea whether uh, someone is going to be competitive, someone's going to be tough, someone's going to be passionate, someone's going to be self motivated someone's gonna be driven that doesn't just like you don't just wake up at 27 and decide you know what i'm gonna get motivated today to you know get my ass out of bed and go to work or like it just so i i do a lot of homework on talking to people that are important in their lives and i mentioned that you know u14 club coach uh, but it's 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 also people that maybe they've had a job with or people that they've you know maybe it's a school it's a university academic advisor so it's those things that i'm really taking my time on and some people will say jay that's crazy just go out and get talent maybe if i was if i didn't go to that uno process maybe i would and i would be excited about a professional team starting from scratch i think my eyes would be a lot bigger for talent and like oh my god we got to grab the most talented people and we got to <laughs> grab them all here because this is so cool that I get to go to like pro games now across the world and college games and pick players rather than club games and high school games. Like it is, it's a huge difference. And I was so excited about that because the level is so much higher. But knowing that what I'm looking for off the field, you know, we, we've taken our time in this process. And so that that has helped me a ton going through that process at UNL for those reasons. So today, so today obviously we signed 13 players, but we've had a lot of people ask us questions. What is this team going to look like? What type of style are we playing? But I mean, obviously, you kind of alluded to it. It's going to be hardworking. You want really tough players and competitive players. But I, I guess grow on that. I mean, what does that mean? What are what should we be expecting from your players? Yeah, you mentioned two of those. And I always thought it was, I don't know. I, we, You know, U.S. soccer's had, it's funny, U.S. soccer's had a lot of changes over the last 20 years. And I think, obviously, you know, we've had better times, you know, in, over the last four or five years. You know, we've... We've we've struggled and we've gone up and down and there's been a lot of debate about U.S. soccer and identity and you know different coaches we've had you know with Bradley and Klinsman and now you know Burhalter coaches different styles but I always I always you know I didn't like the fact that 
people used to, you know, the narrative uh, 10 years ago or five years ago even was, uh, you know, U.S. has no identity. You know, it has no yeah. identity. And what are we? You know, like look at you watch Spain play and you know what you get from them. You watch Brazil play, you know what you get from them. You watch Argentina and you see the passion and you know what they get from them. Like the Italians, the same thing. And U.S. never an, an identity. And so we've changed so much stuff copying France or copying Holland or copying Belgium or copying, you know, Ajax, you know, youth club, whatever it is. We, we've done so much. And I always hated that because our, our strength, I always thought of a country was that we never give up and we're competitive Amen. and we're tough and we're hard and we're you know aggressive and we just have a great mentality and everybody hated that we didn't we, people didn't want to be known for that i said everybody i didn't like, I, I i love that stuff like that yeah. i still remember the belgium game where tim howard you know i had an oh, ungodly amount of saves 15 <laughs> saves and it was we're zero zero we're hanging in there hanging in there hanging there oh my gosh and then obviously we could have won the game and my point is, like, I don't, yeah, do we want to be, you know, people, we look at that game and say, look, we want to be like Belgium. We want to be the one that's, you know, having the ball the whole time. We want to be the one that, you know, the other goalie has 17 saves. We want to be the one dominating. And I get that. But it is what it is with our country. Like, like you know, we're getting better. We're getting more technical players, more, you know, players that are tactically better. And But at the end of the day, like, don't. It's not a weakness. Like, we looked at that as a weakness before. Like, for sure, do we have to get better more, you know, and we have. You know, Klinsman brought a different type of player to the U.S. national team, and, uh, you know, Berhalter's got a different style. And so the players are so much better now. But my point is, like, yeah, we got to get better in, in that. But a strength of ours was our toughness, our work ethic, our mentality. So with Union Omaha, yeah, you're going to see those those type of things. And if you watch any of my teams play, we're always going to have that never die. We're still in this game. You know, whatever it is, we're going to give everything that we have. And every coach says that, and that's why I don't like, you know, interviews or questions like that because, you know, what coach Sorry said. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. <laughs> but, 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 what, but, what, but what coach says, ah, you know, or if you watch our guys play, like, yeah, you know, it's in the game. I'd like to say we're going to throw everything forward and try to tie the game. But, yeah, we'll look like a casual team, and we probably won't tie it up. Like, no, like coaches, are, but watch my teams play. They play like that. They play like everything depends on this last minute or these two minutes, and you're gonna see that. So you you know you hear it in my voice, but you're gonna see guys that play with a passion like that, that play with a you know a drive like that, that are you know aggressive, but also you know you know yeah you gotta have skill. I mean you I love skillful players. I've coached some really really skillful players in my life, and those are, and I've been fortunate to do that. But those are the guys that I I love. Uh, that's what gets me coaching every day. Like thinking of the intelligent players that I've coached and the really unique and smart players that I've coached in my time at all my stops I've been at. And I can think of five or six off the top of my head of like just special, special players that they just don't come across every day. Those are the type of players that I'm like, man, that's, that's, those guys are fun. That's what gets a coach going is like, just do, you see him do one thing. And obviously fans can probably relate to that. You see him do one thing and it could be off the ball. It may be on the ball, but you're just like, I love that. Like I love his intelligence there. I love his savvy. So I hope that we'll, you'll see some players maybe that maybe bring that quality out. So, so I mean, as one of those players, 
on the roster that you just signed. I mean, <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. Sounds give, like you're I'll, alluding to a certain player. I, I, I let you guys. You guys. Can, you guys can. I'm not going to tell you which players you know excite me and which little moments. You guys can. You know, the fans can watch the players play and uh, see. You know how they are, and each person's going to have their own favorite. I'm sure of the way they play, but um, I think everybody will have. You know, obviously. Uh, some little piece about them, you know, obviously um, some characteristics more than others in guys, but some of those are non-negotiable. Like if you're not passionate, you're not playing for Union Omaha. If you're not tough, you're not playing for Union Omaha. If you don't have an inner drive and are motivated to do well for this team and believe in Omaha and like play for us and like play for your city, you're not playing for Omaha. If you're not you know, if you're not fit, you're not playing for Omaha. And yet, and if you better be, you better have some kind of savvy in you. You better be some kind of skill level that it's going to be proud to watch. You know, whether it's a savviness to you, it's, an, it's a high soccer IQ. If it's, a, you know, you better have some type of piece to your game that, you know what? Oh, I love what he did there. He used his brain there. You better have a soccer IQ in you. And obviously, yeah, some guys' soccer IQ is going to be much higher than other guys. But there's still going to be some piece of soccer IQ that you better have because, you know, I, I like guys that have some, you know, obviously a high level skill. <laughs> Who doesn't want to watch, you know, a, yeah. a skillful player, you know? But I always think that some people just, you know, they throw that word too out, out there too often. Oh, he's skillful. It's like, he's not skillful. Like, <laughs> like no, like, I'll show you skillful. Like, uh, give me a name and I'll say, oh, he's skillful. But it's, it's uh, you know, but those are, those are what excites fans and excite me. So I think hopefully you'll see all those pieces uh, – at some level in each player that you'll see playing for us. We uh, luckily got the chance to go through all of the highlight reels of every player that had Really? There. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, as tenuous as that can be for some of them, because <laughs> you're just seeing the... <laughs> what, are you just Googling the name and saying, yeah, here yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was pretty well, fun. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, we're looking at the, what those players consider their best moments. But the one thing that seemed to keep coming up was the tenacity, physicality, yeah. off the ball movement that seemed for all of the thirteen players signed today. Like is that's going to be obviously we're not done with the roster of thirteen players. You know, it' not gonna get us a, ch- a championship at the end of the season. Which uh, if you're not shooting for that in your first season, that doesn't sound like your style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. We want to win uh, every game we play in. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean those. We have 13 guys, obviously more guys coming, but yeah, you'll, you hear it in my voice, but you'll, you'll see it in their play. Uh, absolutely. And uh, different positions obviously are of different qualities. I mean, I can, well, if I can show you, you know, a, a 200 page PowerPoint that, 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 <laughs> that I have on, um, you know, different parts of the game. I mean, you have, you know, we have, you know, I have 25 pages on, on counterpressing and, you know, different types of counterpressing and the way you counterpress and, you know, which part of the field you counter press in and why you do it. And depending on where the ball goes, you have to choose this action. So as, uh, as easy as that sounds, and I guess as, um, um, I guess, I guess very uh, ordinary as this sounds as far as in hard work and, and passion and, and aggressiveness and some level of skill, it's actually pretty sophisticated as far as in having to be able to play the way that we'll want to play. I mean, it's a uh, system that is... It's yeah. You can't. You don't just come in and say, okay, this is you know easy to weigh. It's it's very complicated. And players that have played for me, you can ask them and see. And it's uh, it takes time. And it's you know I get frustrated with players and I and and players I'm sure get frustrated with me. But it, it's a very it's it's complicated. And there's different scenarios. I mean, just on a maybe on a build up, 
and the right center back has the ball and we're building the ball up, there could be as many as 11 or 12 different decisions that that center back has to go through and and play. I mean, relating it to football because there's football fans, you know, in, in Nebraska, but I guess they call it reads, different reads that, you know, maybe quarterbacks have to have. It's the same thing on the soccer field, but, but although, like, you know, it's as a fan, you don't get to see some of those things because there are no timeouts and you're just watching the game. But, I mean, there's stuff that we do in training and guys are going to have to know when the ball goes here, uh, yeah, here's the 12 reads that you have to make and you, you have to, you know, it has to be one of these. And then when it does goes into one of those, off that now, there's different reads. You know, people think you just throw a ball out there and play. It's, it's a little more sophisticated and complicated than that. And that's why it's a hard, you know, that's the hard part, taking your time on getting players that fit into that system. And that's the cool part for me at this level is that we can kind of go around and, you know, and, and handpick guys. Obviously, we still have limitations with budget and with, uh, you know, just, you know, all the challenges that you have with going against every pro team. But it's a little bit different from, you know, college where you're competing against 200 other teams and, you know, pro. I mean, there's, yeah, there's hundreds of thousands of teams across the world, but there's also, we're a professional team. So you have a different care where, you know, my phone, people, I, you know, I, I thought I was, I think the funny line was, I thought I was a great maybe recruiter until I left Penn State. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. man, like how I got to, you know, Omaha and it's like, maybe this, this kid's email must not be working. Like he's, yeah. he's not calling me back. His coach isn't calling. Like it was just, and I realized, man, like recruiting's you know, it's tough. And yeah. uh, especially when you're starting a program, but when you're starting a professional program, I mean, everybody's your best friend <laughs> and you know, every coach wants to, you know, send you a guy, send yeah. you a guy. So it's, which is a wonderful challenge and problem to have, but it's just now sorting through the tapes and, you know, with all the wonderful companies out there now that you can literally pull up, I can push a flag and put that country and pick what division and pick a name, position, and say, here you go. And I can see video clips of him playing. It's, it's amazing where soccer's at now. And a lot of people, I think, probably do too much of their scouting mm-hmm. from just that. And there's, there's nothing better than going to watch a person live. But obviously, with time and with efficiency you don't have the advantage always at the professional level to go watch a person go watch a, a player play in person but I think as much as you can see someone play in person and really know them or meet them I think it's obviously it's going to be long term it's going to be better than just maybe picking a guy off off some footage so. yeah. coach I'm going to speak for all three of us I hope that you can share that 200 that PowerPoint of 200 pages with us right after this. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll let's go through some X's and O's right yeah. after this. Huh? Once, once my players figure it out, <laughs> I, can, uh, I can give it to you guys. Um, but yeah, I think some people don't see that side of it, right? Of yeah. like soccer, of like there, it's as much as it looks like a simple game. It's a, it's a complicated, it's a complicated game it's tactics. And, uh, but that's the fun part. That's why we coach, you know, for me, it's the, it's the competition of, you know, me beating you. And it's the, the, the tactical part of, of how do I do that? You know, I, if our goal is, yeah, I want to beat that guy and I want to beat that team, how do I, uh, how do, I do it? And, uh, and then obviously, you know, that has a lot to do with strategy and tactics and motivation and things like that. Yeah. And you've brought in a great staff to help you out with, um, you know, bringing people from, you know, Omaha itself, um, some that have traveled with you to other programs, uh, from programs that unfortunately have uh, gone defunct. But how are those other coaches helping you form the team that you're wanting to? Are they assisting in your scouting? Are they, you know, 
uh, help just giving you pointers of you know giving you what you didn't think you needed but you do need yeah you know they are uh, they are now you know obviously uh, you know we, we just hired some guys recently so uh, you know the first several months it was you know just our, our staff that we had with our ownership group and and uh, myself and you know, some of our front office guys but now it, that's the fun part is now, now some of the technical staff members are here um, that that's been great and yeah for sure um, it's you know with our staff my staffs will always be I think number one uh, diverse and number two uh, very uh, very loyal and I and I guess and number three um, you know good people I mean you know they're that, that's important for me because it's you're you're with these guys every day especially in a startup you spend so much time with them you, you, and it sounds awful but you spend more time with them than sometimes your family yeah. uh, especially in a startup and so you better get along with those guys and you better um, be able to want to be in a room like this with guys and so for me uh, that's super important I always hire the person first and then the coach but yeah the staff that we've put together absolutely can help with those things obviously you know Joel you mentioned yeah coming from a you know, team that's defunct now uh, he's been a great resource because obviously he's coached in the league mm-hmm. so that was important for me even though it's only one year in the league and that's all it's been there it's still all those teams have an advantage on us because mm-hmm. it's they've been in the league one year more than we have yeah. and I can look back at yeah first years with programs and see oh my gosh what were we thinking there <laughs> and just like I, I hope not but I'm sure a year from now I'm going to look back at probably listen to this podcast and, <laughs> and, and see some maybe Thank hopefully not yeah hopefully exactly <laughs> hopefully hopefully see some of these guys and be like oh man like I well yeah I, I hit a home run there this was great um, but you know you were gonna make mistakes and so uh, obviously to get to you know you know see you know have a guy on staff that coached in the league for a full year and they, you know they did really really well they finished second place I think it's a it's a great resource Joel's gonna be an awesome resource and funny story so he's a he was uh, college roommates with a guy that I've uh, that that I recruited and coached uh, here locally. So he went to oh, wow. college with him at uh, Wheaton College in Illinois, and uh, so we had kind of some uh, you know fun connections there. And obviously that that was important for me, and uh, you know to see what kind of person he's like. And I guess I'll probably get deeper stories on what he was like as a roommate. Yeah, I'll let you guys get the dirt on him. That'll um, be our next interview. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, but no, he's a. Uh, what a resource, you know, from, and, and it's not just on the field from a, you know, you know, from a coaching and like how a team plays, but it's all the stuff off the field that goes along with it. Like, you know, I've never been to Statesboro, Georgia, you know, he has, you know, the, the traveling that goes with, you know, professional yeah. teams and, you know, getting up and getting through Canada, right. And getting your visas through there and taking the bus, you know, so there's, there's so many things off the field, you know, besides, yeah, you know, learning the, their style and their team style and the coaches and the players that they're going to be returning, which a lot of them have new players, but a lot of them also have returning players. That that soccer stuff obviously is a big help, but just the some of the travel stuff and some of those logistics that go along with being in the league, you know, stuff with the league, working with the league firsthand, uh, you know, it was the first year of the league. So I think he's been a, a absolutely great asset. And then, yeah, Daniel Galvis, uh, who helped train our goalkeepers. I've known Danny for 20 years now. He's been in Omaha with uh, club teams in Bellevue and uh, did some work with us even at Creighton. Um, on the women's side and then UNO obviously men's and women's like Danny's Danny's incredible he's one of my best friends and Danny I think the best thing about Danny is is um, he knows how I operate and he knows what I look for in players and in our style and so he's a very good uh, you know he's good for me to kind of put stuff on him as far as in Danny am I 
let me know if I'm crazy about doing this or, you know, Danny, did I, Hey, should we do this? And I think he's been very, he listens and you know, it's, I think that's a, it's a, an asset, which there's a lot of, uh, it's hard to do. It's one of the harder characteristics that people, um, probably don't do enough of, and I don't do enough of, and I'm getting better at it, but it's listening. And Danny does a great job of, of being a, a, you know, I, I get to sound off on some different things and, He's incredible, and he's very uh, objective, and he's able to tell me, well, Jay, you know, obviously it's your decision, but remember, you know, X, Y, and Z, and it just kind of, you know, reiterates, yeah, you're right, Danny, and then at the end of the day, he knows, okay, well, I'll make the decision, but Danny's incredible about that stuff, and then obviously the, the goalkeeping, you know, stuff goes without said. He's phenomenal at training goalkeepers, and uh, we've had some great ones over the years, and uh, a lot of credit goes to Danny because he's very uh, – He's very good at that. He knows, uh, you know, obviously how we play, and so it's very easy for him to translate to the goalkeepers because obviously, as you guys know now, goalkeepers are not that they always have not been a big part of the game, but offensively now they're they're big parts and build ups now and uh, part of the attacking yeah. style. And so it's been, it's great having a resource like that um, on, the, you know, on the coaching side. Now, out of the thirteen players, it's very obvious that you haven't signed a goalkeeper. I mean, where are you guys at with that process? I mean, where I mean. Have, was there a secret? I mean, are you going to have an exclusive on this podcast on who you're going to sign? Like, what's going on there? No, you're, you're right. I, I, told, I, I, told, I told somebody, you know, we have 13 guys. We definitely have enough to start a game tomorrow if we want to play a game. But, you know, a field player will have to jump in goal. And yeah, Which one's wearing the gloves? Yeah, exactly. And the, the bad news, good news is, as you know, like, you know, there's probably 10 guys that will say, Coach, I can do it. So yeah. it's, always, it's always the guys you're like, no, no, no. It's the guy that will put his hand up. They're like, you're in goal. Um, but you're right. We don't have a goalkeeper right now but um yeah there's there's uh you know i know you know we were looking at we've been looking at goalkeepers in every position over the last uh, obviously several months and um for sure we have uh, a lot of leads on, on different goalkeepers from across the world and um it's an important position so we're taking our time on it i i think it's uh you can argue uh you know it, it's one of the most important positions on the field um not only from a um you know on uh, on the field perspective from a uh, technical, tactical, um, but also from a leadership position, I think it's huge. So it's something we didn't want to just throw together. And, and, and yeah, strategically, we've, uh, we're looking at different options right now. So we'll, we'll definitely have a couple goalkeepers here uh, very soon. But it, you're right, we don't, we don't have one yet. But we, we, have, we have a couple in the works that we're looking at right now. You're not just waiting until the cold months here in uh, Nebraska to go looking for a goalkeeper in Latin America. Are you? <laughs> That's true, yeah. If, if we bring a Latin American goalkeeper here, uh, we definitely, yeah, I think if we bring him here in May rather than February, he might have a better time signing with us. Yeah, yeah right. That's for sure. Uh, you did mention leadership as far as how a goalkeeper is important in that. Uh, you've brought on some very experienced players um, as, so far as of today's signings. Mm-hmm. Are any of them speaking to you in at least in your own mind as a potential captain or somebody who you see as a very strong leader don't have to give names obviously but no that's yeah. but if you want to <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i mean i i think there there is there better be some type of leadership leadership piece and quality in all of these guys mm-hmm. um and I mean, I could if yeah. I mean, I could go down the list of all thirteen guys and tell you, um, yeah, an interesting piece of leadership that they probably have shown in their uh, in their career. 
Um, you know, I, I don't. If you want to go through all thirteen guys, I'll give you twenty, 20 seconds. <laughs> go on ahead, me. do it. But I don't because I don't want to say three or four guys and then I'm missing out. Yeah. Go uh, ahead, please you, do. You tell, oh, you tell, no, you, no, you, go ahead. Go no, you tell me. You tell <laughs> you tell me the players and I'll tell you a piece of leadership. All right, how go. about that? Te- all right, trust, are you ready? Test me. Let's are see what ready? I got. Tobias. Tobias. You know what? I think the leadership for him is he is, uh, you know, twenty years old and he is the youngest player playing on his professional team in the Canadian Premier League, which is a it's a good league and it's a high level league and they're the best team in the league. And for if you're a twenty year old uh, playing on the best team in your country and you have a huge role for that team uh, and you've represented your country at youth levels for your team and the position he plays right in the middle of midfield, uh, yeah, you have some leadership uh, qualities to you on the field, absolutely. Christian Molina. Christian Molina, um, man, what a kid. Um, incredible kid at his college. Um, I, I don't know what the name of it, it Northern is. Northern Illinois. No, 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 I know oh, his college right. name. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't like... know this. No, no, I don't know the name of it. It used to be called maybe the Saab, the Student Athletic Advisory Board when I was in college. But he is, uh, he represents, I believe, he represents the, you know, his college, University of uh, Northern Illinois University, NIU. He represents them of uh, their whole student athletes. He is their one guy in their athletic department. So talk about Jeez. a leadership role yeah. where they have any kind of uh, you know meeting talks, whatever it is. Not just his, you know, not just his soccer team, but his whole school. He's a a big advocate there, and so I mean that's a that's a pretty cool piece and a lot of responsibility for anybody. But for a soccer men's soccer player, there's a lot going on. He has a huge leadership role. He's had with his he's had with his uh, university. He's getting so. his gray hairs while playing at U twenty three. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's an international as well. I'm gonna screw up this name. Uh, Damia Vadir. Uh, it sounds good. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> yeah. So Damia, interesting piece. So Damia came obviously, you know, from from Spain. Um, obviously with the Barcelona Academy. Anyone that spends time in the Barcelona Academy doesn't matter what age. And his was younger. I think 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. He moved away from home. And was at you know the academy, mm-hmm. um, incredible. I mean, one of the best academy in the world. Um, and you're you're moving away from home and, and going into that academy. Obviously, there's there's a piece there of leadership of of, of going away from home. And then um, you know his coach is a good friend of mine at Iowa Western, Mike Brown, and he brought him with him from Barton Community College. So he's mm-hmm. been at two different community colleges in two years, and you know Mike told me the difference of where he was at off the field. Um, living, you know, if you live in where Barton Community College is, and uh, there, there's not <laughs> a lot, imagine. and I have a lot, of, I've been there several times, and I like it, not a knock, but it's, it's, there's not a ton going on there, huh. and he struggled with that, mm-hmm. um, like a lot of probably 19-year-old kids would have, and, you know, and he uh, struggled with it, and, you know, it, it kind of affected his game on the field, and Coach Mike was there with them, and they had their ups and downs together with uh, some of that. And uh, where he came from there, you know, I guess a year and a half ago, to where he ended up being captain for his team and the dramatic change that he saw in Damia off the field was amazing to Mike. And that was a cool piece for me to be really involved in, hear about that, of saying, you know, Jay, here's where he was a year and a half ago, and here's was, you know, he went from that to he's the leader of our team and one of the captains of our team. That's pretty big. Yeah, and that's a great program over there at Iowa Western. So Absolutely. Evan Conway. Evan Conway. Well, if you lead your team in goal scoring uh, <laughs> every single every single year you play in, uh, that's leading on the field. I mean, mm-hmm. literally everywhere that kid goes, he scores goals. Uh, with his club team uh, with the Bavarians, 
uh, he scores goals with his college team, Milwaukee, uh, scores goals with his his PDL team, his USL2, I believe they call it now, uh, he scores goals. Everywhere that kid goes, everywhere he goes, he comes to our combine. Uh, if where there was 10 goals at our combine, uh, he probably scored eight of them, nine of them. So he scores <laughs> goals. So, he's uh, Yeah, he's a pretty good, you know, if you're going to lead your team always in scoring goals, I can think of worse things to be a leader in. <laughs> uh, Jacob Cruel. Jacob Krull. Uh, so wonderful thing about Jacob is so he, he comes from a uh, NAI school where mm-hmm. so uh, Nate Miller, uh, who is now working, I think it's public knowledge now. So he's working Loyal. with Landon Donovan. Yep. Uh, yeah, pretty cool guy to work for. Yeah, he's out there uh, working for him. So I, I didn't know Nate that well, but one of my good friends was uh, is very good friends with Nate, and so we he knew of Nate and. We worked with Nate uh, several years ago on trying to get some players up to him, coaching Lanson actually in the PDL when Nate was there coaching the PDL. And then obviously Nate was a college coach as well uh, at a school where, uh, where Jacob uh, where Jacob went. And so for um, have a little bit of knowledge there, obviously with Joel coming in and working with Nate, you know, Jacob uh, had trained with those guys and they had seen those guys firsthand uh, be with him. So, you know, talking to, to, to Nate and talking to Joel about him and, talking to uh, those guys about where he's at in his program and, you know, captain of his program and he's a leader for his own program and what they saw, you know, anytime a 17, 18, 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid goes into a pro team while he's in college still and trains with those guys and, and doesn't miss a beat from what they said when he trained with them last summer, uh, you got to have some kind of leadership personality to walk into a pro locker room when you're a kid in college and look like you fit in, you know, when you're maybe a junior in college. Pretty cool. So I think he's got some uh, unique leadership pieces there that we're looking forward to continuing here. Perfect. And then Kobe, I mean, not, I mean, we still got some more. Kobe Perez. Kobe Perez. Um, so basically, Kobe Perez played for Mercer University, uh, you know, great coach that's down there, and all they do is win down there. Uh, I think they've won six of the last seven conference titles down there in, in a, uh, yeah, in, in an area where there's a lot of good college soccer teams. And Kobe was uh, there in his four-year stretch. He was uh, he was a leader for them, and he was one of the, I think he has they were one of the winningest senior classes that they had had in their history of their program. And Kobe was a huge part of that. And then from the go to there, to you know to his USL two team in the summer, and his former assistant coach from college, you know, elect to take him and, and put him on that team and be a leader on that team. Uh, showed a lot and then from there to sign with you know now they're you know the team in our league um, pretty cool to go from you know college to USL2 to league one and his trajectory just keeps on going up and up so um, yeah he's 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 got some leadership qualities I think with the level of play that he just keeps on going the right direction which we're looking forward to keep that trend going another Tormento player Dalton I, I can't pronounce his last name how do you pronounce Knudsen 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 yeah Knudsen uh, yeah he's a uh, one, you know, a lot of the things uh, that goes with Dalton, I mean, I don't want to take away from his soccer ability because you guys have seen the, the tape, so you probably yeah. know what he's like as a player, and he, he's played different positions, and he was, I think he was, you know, Missouri Valley Conference Tournament MVP, two-time All-Conference, so he's had a lot of college accolades, but he stepped right into a pro program last year and started, I think, 21 games in our league, and the team did, obviously, you know, did okay, and they didn't give up a lot of goals, and he played in the back line, and but from talking to his college coach, um, you know, I didn't know Dalton that well, but uh, his college coach, Ross, is a friend of mine, and we had long conversations about him, and Ross gave me a call one day because I think he knows of my programs from college and, and, and how I am and said, Coach, you know, you're starting a program, you've done it before, and 
I know what you're looking for because you're probably going to tell me, you know, off the field and culture and leadership and those things. Just to let you know, I probably haven't had a better guy in my program than, than Dalton of what wow. he did because his piece. coach, Thanks. yeah, because his coach did this, you know, similar things where he, t- you know, he got into a program and took it over and he had to turn it around. Mm-hmm. And when they first got there, they were bad. And those are his words, not mine. <laughs> yeah. They were bad. And Dalton was part of that team. And he had a lot of guys transfer out of that program mm-hmm. and that didn't want to be there because they were losing. And Dalton was a kid that, you know what, he he wanted to be loyal and stick stick with those guys and say, wow. you know what, coach, I'm with you and we're going to turn this thing around. And for a coach to have a, a right-hand guy like that that's a player on the team and to turn it around and then they, they did and they ended up winning a conference championship uh, his last year. Pretty cool. And so that kid's got some good leadership pieces on him. That's amazing. Nathan Anu? Nathan Ani. Ani. Yeah. Nice. Nathan See, this Ani. is great because now I can learn yeah, how to say the names too. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so Nathan, uh, just talked to his college coach a couple of days ago, but big time leader, uh, big time player, um, obviously a division one, all American at Seattle U and, uh, what a big time program. Another program that, um, you know, they were a division two program not too long ago and they had to transition to division one and to go right from that to now all of a sudden they're, they're per, every single year, they're a top 25 team and they're always getting an NCAA tournament and they're, they're winning their conference all the time. Their coaching staff does an amazing job there, and uh, you know Pete's their their coach, and he's he's basically said Nate is you know one of the best leaders he's ever had, and and Nate does it with his uh, his on the on the field play. You know if you watch his highlights, he's he's very very passionate, um, super super passionate, <laughs> yeah. uh, which Perfect. I love, which yeah. I which which I love. It means it means a lot to Nate, and Nate's got a chip on his shoulder, and you know and Jamie Clark's a great friend of mine who's the coach of University of Washington. And, you know, Seattle and Washington, I've got a great little rivalry going on in soccer. And for, I think it says a lot about Nate for, you know, anytime I get, you know, an an inquiry from a Washington player, one of the first calls I make is Jamie, because I not only do, is he a good friend of mine, uh, I trust his uh, his soccer knowledge and his ability. And we, we're very similar coaches of how we do things uh, on the field and off the field. And Jamie, for Jamie to, you know, talk about a rival kid and say, Jay, uh, sign him in a heartbeat. He's like, you know, Jeez. unfortunately... As much as I, you know, should have took the kid, I didn't. And every time that kid played against him, he ripped our heart out, and he played like he just hated my guts and hated our team's guts. And uh, they just always had a hard time beating him. And he said it was because of you know Nate's leadership on that team. And then, you know, and you'll see him. You know, he's, he's six foot four. He's a big guy. He's got a presence about him. He, he's an enforcer the way he plays back there. So he's got some innate qualities if you just look at him and. He just, he looks like a leader, and obviously yeah. Nate will be the first one to tell you this. He's still got a he wants to learn, he wants to get better. He's asking questions, and so I'm just excited to get him here and start coaching him. Austin Pichote? Uh Pancho, Pancho, yeah, Pancho, Pancho. Just silent T. Okay. Yeah, Pancho. <laughs> We're not gonna get um, pronunciation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Could you have given me a pronunciation sheet, Pat? What the you heck? You know what? Hey, but really, really. As I told you before, I look for that savvy, intelligent player. I think he's just doing this a little bit on purpose, so he's out of this role next time. Someone else gets to do it, and he can just concentrate on watching soccer, and someone else so, can do hold it. On. So, so quick question, really, really Are you gonna part. sign me next week? Uh, you Is know that what? gonna be a signing? Really? Are I you mean, talking about? Uh, uh, can you, are you tough? Are you? Are you uh, <laughs> 
You know, I, but yeah. So he's a Chelsea fan. You get much tougher. Fan. You know what? My my brother and my nephew are huge Chelsea fans, so I do have time for Chelsea fans. I guess uh, I absolutely do. I, 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 but I'm gonna. I, yeah, it's a secret we, Chelsea yeah, podcast. Can, uh, too, by the way. I, I like. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't hate a lot of teams. I like Chelsea. <laughs> I like a lot of teams. But okay, so Austin um, Pancho. 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 Yeah. Pancho. Um, he is. Uh, Write that down, Pat. So funny thing about him is, so we uh, when I was back working in college, you know, that's a kid that we looked at and tried to get because we we had a connection there with my assistant coach, uh, who's a head women's coach now at the UNO program. Uh, Tim Walters, his uh, his dad coached uh, Austin in high school oh. uh, soccer at Lafayette High School in St. Louis, Missouri. And obviously me playing college in St. Louis and, and Tim Walters growing up in St. Louis, and we wanted to have some St. Louis guys and have a connection there. And Pancho is a guy, you know, I just, I, I loved watching play. He's a guy that you'll watch, and he's just, uh, he's fun to watch. You watch him, and he's just like, he's a, he's a ball of energy. He just doesn't stop. He just goes and goes and goes. He's, he's like the Energizer Bunny. He, he never stops. And, you know, talk about leadership in Austin. I mean, he went to Indiana University. I mean, if you want to talk about uh, any college program in the United States, and you want to talk about uh, leaders and, you know, great young men and professional young men, uh, Todd Yeagley probably uh, knows a few. Yeah. Uh, anyone that goes there uh, and they get through that program and they succeed and they do well and Austin had a wonderful career, um, they're going to be good leaders. And okay. so, yeah, I think Austin's a good one in that aspect. Uh, also, apparently a really good singer. Yeah. Uh, there's a, looking for a highlight reel, we found a one of him... Uh, singing the National Anthem. Uh, no. Was no, he was singing that? He's singing Train. Oh, he's singing Train? He's a great singer. So <laughs> really? Yeah, he's yeah, a great so make, singer. That's good. Did we just give you information well, about I, your I, player? That, that helped. That <laughs> helped. <laughs> yeah. You did. I didn't know that. That's great. Elma. You may regret that. Elma. Elma. Yeah, Elma. I, wait, hold on. Last name? Nafor? Uh, you got it. I'll let you pronounce that one. Uh, N4, but, uh, N4. <laughs> but uh, he's, uh, so he's another one. I mean, he's, uh, you guys have probably saw some of the stuff. Uh, yeah. Collegiately, I mean, he won a national championship and helped his team win yeah. that. So if you're going to, it doesn't matter, you know, what sport, what level, if you're winning a national championship and you're on that team and you're a significant uh, contributor to that team, and he was, uh, you're a leader in, in your own right. But um, you'll get to meet him and, you know, and obviously, you know, Joel was able to, to coach him as well. And so, I think Joel knows some of his leadership qualities that he's going to bring here, and I think uh, some of them are on the field, like we spoke about, like I spoke about with the with his college team. But uh, he does a lot of stuff off the field and in the community that he likes to be a leader of and be and be, uh, you know, very uh, he's very passionate about some things that he wants to be involved in the communities that he's involved in, and he's got a. Uh, uh, he's pretty good at it, of of um, from what Joel's talked about, and so I'm looking forward to getting Elma here and see some of these qualities that he has. As much as uh, we have a podcast rivalry with Lansing, uh, yeah, we've heard fantastic yeah. things, only praise about him from those guys. We've actually actually somebody came out and reached out to me, slid into my DMs. The mm-hmm. this other podcast, they slid into my DMs because they used to do the Lansing games, and they're like. You're gonna love this person. You're gonna love him as a person. Yeah, like like, <laughs> like, and that, and that's, like and that's his idea. His right? reputation precedes him vastly. And that's that's the idea for me. Yeah. Is like it's 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 you know in the summer you can summarize it in one kind of one kind of phrase, one sentence. It's like we're recruiting the we're signing the person, mm-hmm. and and I know more than you know at least in my past experiences, 
that is as important, if not more important, than signing a player. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, three more. Juan yeah. Mayer. Juan. Uh, so I uh, I was able to coach Juan up at uh, in Real Salt Lake with the Monarchs. So I was coaching Juan up there. Uh, incredible passion. He's from Argentina. So you're going to have some passion. But uh, Juan's another one who he plays a position where, at least for the way we play, uh, it's center forward. And for me... You better be a leader in that position because that's where we start defending is from the forwards up top. And Juan is a guy that he uh, he doesn't stop. He's relentless of the way he 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 chases and goes after it and is aggressive. And he's he's for he is very very unselfish on the way he plays. If you watch some of his highlights, his movement that he uh, his intelligent movement up top and the way he can separate and the way he can get behind teams and the way he can. Kind of you know dip on one shoulder of a center back and get on the other side and away he can come back, uh, you know a lot of those things he's opening up space for other teammates and I think I for me a characteristic one of the characteristics of a leader uh, I think you have to have some some part in you that's unselfish I think you you have to be you know looking out for other you know people obviously and and Juan is one of those guys that. He's always looking out. How how can I you know please a teammate? How can I please a coach? How can I you know please? And for Juan, it's going to be a confidence thing, getting him confidence. Ethan Van Vanacor Decker. Yeah, Ethan is a uh, interesting one because he you know he came from a couple hours away. Yep. Um, but uh, I love Ethan and his approach because he is uh, he's very proactive on on wanting to get here. You know, mm-hmm. he was a he was a player that you know we had some mutual. Coaches in connect uh, uh, in connection with that we we both knew obviously a, a mutual connection there, and we kind of got hooked up and he was very proactive of saying, coach, you know I I want to you know I want to meet you I want to hear about your vision I want to hear about what you what you're gonna do and I want to hear about what you're looking for I love to meet with you and you know I'll come up there and meet with you and drive whatever it is I want to hear I've heard great things about you I want to talk to you wow and for me that that says a lot and obviously he is you know our I think at this point our yeah. oldest player mm-hmm. um, possibly yeah. and so that shows a lot of maturity there mm-hmm. that to say you know what coach uh, I'm gonna come you know find you and I want to talk and here's what I want and I respect that and I love that and I'm very uh, straightforward coach and I tell you know a lot of guys you know sometimes stuff they don't want to hear mm-hmm. um and yeah. he's a guy that you know showed some leadership and saying hey i want to get this done and you know what this sounds great i want to find out more about Omaha. i want to hear about it you know i've heard great things never really been up here tell me about it i've heard about your background coach but i want to hear more about it and he was one that showed great leadership in that and and said you know what let's make this happen and so i thought that was pretty cool for someone even though he's our oldest guy at the end of the day he's still young and for someone to come up with uh, that so kind of cool. personality and that maturity to say, hey, uh, you know, let's do this, and here's what I'm looking for, here's what you're looking for, I'd uh, love to be here. So, I, I, you know, that's I'm looking forward to working with him and, uh, you know, finding him a home. He's kind of bounced around the last uh, five, six years at some different cities, different places, uh, professionally and collegially, and for, for him it was important to let's get here and let's make this his home. Now, and I saved this for last for a reason, Xavier Gomes. I mean, he's been your man for a long time. You, you've kind of groomed through UNL. I mean, talk to me about your guys' connection. Yeah, Xavier's a special one for me. Um, you know, not only because of the things you just mentioned of uh, of him being, you know, at UNL with me and, and bringing him here. But, uh, you know, we, we've been through a lot together, uh, off the field, on the field. X was a kid um, that I saw play – uh, June of his senior year of high school, and I don't mean June of before his senior year. I mean June like 
he just graduated and he hasn't found a college to go to with a month and a half before he's supposed to go to college. Oh, geez. And so I'm up there watching a player play that's not X, that he's on uh, the opposite team that X is playing. And I, you know, I drove up there, got up early in the morning, drove seven hours, watched the game, and I was disappointed in that player. And X caught my eye, and so I went up and talked to the coaching staff about X afterwards. And um, you know, long story short, we ended up signing X, getting him, uh, you know, at UNO, and incredible for him to to kind of go through what we went through. And you know, he's had some challenges like a lot of young people um, on and off the field. Um, you know, academics weren't X's thing. Uh, when he came Not to... Not my thing. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so maybe that's how we relate so well to right. X. Maybe, maybe it's not my thing either. X is my uh, favorite yeah. player now. Yeah, maybe that's, not, maybe that's not my thing either. That's why I'm, I'm, still, I'm still coaching at uh, my age. You know, I haven't found a job yet. So, um, so that wasn't necessarily his thing. And, you know, X is very kind of a social guy. And, you know, who, he's very charismatic. And, uh, you know, he's like a lot of guys. He was immature at the time and had a lot of friends. And everybody wanted to be friends with them. And so we went through a lot of challenges, uh, you know, as we, you know, went there together at, at school and every day. But to see where he's at now and to get his uh, to get his college uh, degree, so he, he, he became a better student and figured out that he had to do part of this, which was incredible, to see him be better off the field and uh, be more responsible. To see him on the soccer field mature, because he was an immature soccer field uh, player when I met him. They all, X was just a one-way player. He just wanted to attack and never wanted to defend. To see him be one of the better two-way players uh, in our league last year, X has showed a lot of maturity over the last uh, you know six years of his life. And for me to witness some of that stuff firsthand, that's why I get into coaching. I mean, for me is to have that type of relationship with someone. Do you see him go through some ups? You see him go through some downs, and he definitely had his ups. He definitely had his downs. But to have have him go through all those and me be there day in and day out with him and see his uh, progress, that's the cool part for me. And then now, oh my gosh, to be all all of a sudden coach my, you know, head coach my you know my first professional team and to have a guy like that, you know, one of our you know first signings here to be with our first group like this. It's, it's, it's not just, I think I've seen some stuff for Exit, it's special for him, it's special for me too. So, Coach, I have a cheat sheet for all 13 players, and may I say, you passed with flying colors. <laughs> Great. All 13, correct? Yeah. All of their backgrounds and everything. You, we only have a couple of time for a couple more questions, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the one thing, as you're going through all 13, it, as he said, you did brilliantly. <laughs> yeah. oh. Well, I don't think it was fair to we're right now we're a team. No, no, so I don't want to. I don't want to single out three guys right, and no. then say why well, no? Because I because re- unfair to them. I haven't coached them yet. No, well, I, well X, I, I have. Yeah, but I, I haven't. Uh, I haven't coached these guys yet. As our as Union Oma, I haven't coached any of these guys. So I think they're going to have obviously a lot to learn. But to, so for it's only fair for them that you know what I want to talk about and, all of them. And I want you to know that we are beyond glad that you did go through. Yeah, seriously. Because yeah, thank that's, you. Uh, but as this program is going to go down the line, uh, we're going to need to fill some of those spots and we're not going to want to necessarily shop elsewhere. What is your hope in developing a youth, uh, youth academy, maybe not academy, but a youth program to help develop soccer in Omaha and in the Metro? Yeah, that's that's, uh, the youth side has always been a a passion for me. Um, you know, I've coached, uh, youth soccer I mean for the last 17 years this was one of the first um, you know I guess first years I didn't have a youth team 
full time, mm-hmm. but I've done it for 17 years. I was as an assistant coach. You know, I had a wise man once tell me, um, you know, if you want to get better at coaching, uh, you coach. Mm-hmm. And so when I was a young college coach, um, who I probably I, I probably didn't know anything, and I thought I knew everything. Um, I you know I I got into club soccer and coached, and I got into ODP and I coached and. Um, for me, I've always done that, and I, and I loved it. And you know, it started off as a you know a thing to try, maybe because I was an assistant coach, to try my own things. That you know, if I was the head coach, I would do this differently, and and it was a great format to kind of tweak different things tactically on how I want to set it up, and then you know go back maybe to uh, you know the college situation and maybe implement some of those things, and vice versa. You know, sometimes tra- it translates from the college guys down to the youth level, but. That's always been a passion for me. It's always been in my heart of, of coaching youth. And I, even when I was a head college coach, I mean, I can probably count on one hand how many head college coaches are out there that are coaching uh, club teams. And I don't mean, oh, a couple times a week, uh, you know, train a couple teams and make some make a few bucks. Like, no, I was, I've always coached teams. I'm the head coach of a club team, and I'm planning their schedule. I'm planning their budget. I'm traveling with them. I'm planning their games. I'm scheduling. I'm developing them. I'm putting their curriculum together, you know, their tactics together. They're off the field. Uh, culture pieces together, like all of that stuff, and there's not many head college coaches doing that. And um, you know, I, I was, you know, I was again back to Trev and Micah. You know, I'm, I was fortunate enough they let me do these things to focus, knowing that I can do both. And yeah, I don't sleep a lot to be able to do both, <laughs> especially when you're building something. But that's always been a huge piece for me is the youth side uh, of stuff. And then yeah, I get to go to Real Salt Lake and be firsthand and probably the best academy. Uh, in the in the country um, to be a part of those type of kids and uh, that was a that was incredible too and then yeah the first thing I've done when I came back for Union Omaha was you know with the help of uh, Gary Green our ownership group and our club you know we we paid for a trip for these uh, youth kids from Omaha to go on to a professional tournament in San Antonio Texas and so we brought 18 guys uh, 18 youth players from Omaha went down there. We actually kicked some ass. We we won two. You guys of, played fantastic. Yeah. I, I watched the live stream that uh, Jared, one of the, the oh, others, yeah. was doing. Yeah, that it was. was it became like a little uh, hit sensation for yeah, like two yeah. hours, three hours. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty funny. I, knew, I didn't know that was going on until I kind of checked, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like so many people are watching. <laughs> it was kind of cool, but yeah, that was that's our future, yeah. and that's our future for Omaha and for me. I, I love local guys. I love local players. Mm-hmm. I, I loved them when I was my nine years at Creighton. We always had local guys on the team, and we always played local guys. And cap, lo, captains of our team were always local guys. I mean, it, it's you know I can always think of again going through all the list, but you know Matt Whelan, Joe Whelan, the Whelan brothers. You know they, yeah. they happen to be prep guys, and I don't want to single up prep is the only school that we had local right, guys. Right. But those guys, I mean, it just it means something different for someone local yeah. playing for their 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 team, their school, their university, their pro team. It means something different, and yeah. I want to embrace that. And you know, you can always look at the cons of it and say, well, we can go get over this player from over here, this player from over here, this player from over here. And, you know, and because and this kid from Omaha doesn't have this or that. And it's true, you know, but I think there are some intangibles that they have that you can work with. And so for me, you know, being at the highest level now of, you know, at the professional game and not the highest professional level, but, you know, at the we're at the top of the pyramid, professional soccer compared to college soccer and amateur and youth soccer. It's important for me that we get the youth thing going here and really, like you said, I hope there's a 12-year-old out there. I know there's a 12-year-old out there right now, whether he's in West Omaha, North Omaha, South Omaha, Lincoln, Council Bluffs, Grand Island, Lexington, Sioux City. There is a 12-year-old out there 
that will be playing for Union Omaha one day. And that, that part excites me. That, that part, I want these kids and these players wanting to watch our team play and say, I want to play for that team. But we're going to need the help of these youth programs around here. You know, we're gonna, I'm going to need their help, and they're going to need our help, and we need to work together on how do we make that happen. I think uh, same with the local colleges, with Hastings and Bellevue and Creighton and UNO and all these schools here. I think they are so excited. You ask those coaches, they are pumped that there's a professional team here because it helps them. Now they can have, you know, hold their players to different uh, levels of, hey, you want to play for this? Here's what you need to do. And it's the same thing for it, it trickles all the way down to that. So, yeah, we're going to definitely get heavily involved. We already, you know, partially got involved with the youth setup, but um, I I'm definitely want to get my uh, hands on uh, the youth setup here in town. There's so many good local coaches. There's so many good local players. And I really want to help out on that aspect. But I just want to finalize this team first, and then, we're gonna, uh, <laughs> and then we're going to get to it. But, yeah, it it's important to me to have – I can't wait to have some local guys uh, on, the, on the team. Last question. I mean, because obviously you're super busy. You're the busiest man in sports, I would assume. Oh, gosh. Uh, but, <laughs> this is a fun busy <laughs> uh, Two-part question. First off, I mean, we've got our 13 players now signed. What, are so, what should we be foreseeing in the future? Like, when are we going to start signing the next wave of players? When is that going to happen? And then finally, what's the last message you want to give to Union Omaha fans about what they should expect on the field when time comes for our opening day? Yeah, well, I think one we we talked about that, right? We got goalkeepers coming here. So yeah, right. We, we sure. got I mean, that's when you release the players. I mean, at least uh, even the maybe the most novice, you know, the fan can probably say there's no goalkeepers out there. Yeah. So we have some. Which goal, would be me. Yeah, yeah. We have some goalkeepers. Uh, we have some goalkeepers coming. Well, obviously, uh, we you always need guys that can score goals. You can never have enough guys that can score goals. So you'll obviously see some guys sign that will that can score goals, and we'll bring them in. Um, you know, midfielders, I think those are usually the most versatile players in a team or maybe they can play in the back, maybe they can play up top, but maybe they're in the midfield. No personal bias? Uh, yeah, what's that? No personal bias there? Uh, oh, because I was a midfielder? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, mean, I, 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 I love, yeah, I mean, who doesn't love a midfielder? So for me, yeah, you'll, I mean, so I'm not giving you much, you know, scoop there. That, no, yeah, that's we're, fine. We're going we're gonna to have defenders, we're going to have midfielders, we're going to have goalkeepers. I, I can't tell you. And then time-wise... Uh, I guess the one piece of information is, yeah, we'll have some players soon. But the interesting piece is the you know the end of February um, and the start of March is the you know start of the MLS season and it's the start of the USL championship season. So a lot of those clubs will be letting go some players, mm -hmm. and so early March is always an interesting time for. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great players that are out there that are uh, looking for teams. So. I think there are strategically there are we will wait a little bit on some certain signings and players that will go all the way up until maybe our season starts. But that's the cool thing about a professional preseason. You have six or seven weeks. And then to answer your, your second part, I think you'll 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 number one on that, you'll yeah, you'll see what you're seeing now. I mean you guys have looked at the videos and you know you'll see you, you can see it now, but you're gonna see a diverse team. I mean you'll absolutely see that in the field and you're starting to see it now. You'll definitely look at a team that be very, very diverse. You'll see a team that is very passionate at what they're doing, and you'll see a team with a drive. But I think most importantly, you'll see a team with, and there's a common theme here with all these guys, there's going to be a chip on their shoulder. There, there's like there's that. always something that you see in these guys that whether he was a Division two player and he was pissed off because no Division one team recruited him, if he was in the USL Championship and he's pissed off because the MLS team cut him, if he was... 
you know, a college guy playing at a, maybe a, a mid-major school, and he wanted to go to some big schools, and nobody got him. Or he didn't play as much as he wanted on his last team, and he knows that he should have been playing more, but he didn't. Um, there's going to be a chip on their shoulder of there's, you know, why they want to come here and prove not only to, you know, themselves, not only to me, but prove to the city and their fans that I'm going to show you what I can do. And it's my job to facilitate that and give these guys the belief and the confidence in themselves that you guys are here for a reason, you know, damn it. <laughs> you guys show yeah. what you have. And so they'll definitely, uh, they'll see that on the field when we, when we come to that first game, April 25th at home. Damn, that's exciting. That, I, I've got chills, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I, we're, we're thrilled. Yeah, uh, thrilled. Well, hey, Coach, cool. thank you so much for sitting down with us. And, absolutely. Uh, re- breaking down every player, every signing, and everything. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, I'm going to go run and sign some guys. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so, All right. we look forward to it. Thanks, Coach. Perfect.